0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment, and I'm David Smith.
1: Under the Radar is usually not longer than thirty minutes, so let's get started.
0: As we approach WWDC, uh, I am in a huge time crunch, as I'm sure you are. You know, just trying to get our apps ready because we know that our our summer and our fall, and you know, our the rest of our year. Is about to be, at least probably likely de- uh, derailed, <laughs> if, or at least certainly um, directed and largely affected. Redirected, yes, redirected and largely affected by whatever happens at WDC, and you know, especially now, you know, th- this time that a a new platform is so heavily rumored uh, that new platforms seem to be the the most effective. Uh, derailments for developers' plans, uh, with the exception of maybe when the entire OS changes its theme or adds dark mode. <laughs> Those seem to be the big sure. ones that, that seem to ruin everyone's plans. Um, and yet, as we approach this, you and I are also both trying to do like polished UI work in different ways. And I noticed you know, so so you published this post yesterday on your blog um, talking about trying to match the continuous curvature of system round rects as a path so trying to figure out the math behind generating that path so you can use it as part of other shapes you know you're doing this at the same time that i'm in the middle of of this you know huge overcast swift ui basically rewrite uh and i spent three days for the last few, <laughs> the last few days um trying to fix this little tiny animation bug where I, I built my my expanding cells for the episodes where you tap the cell and it expands to show like that row of orange buttons on the bottom um, and not only did i have to get that animation exactly right but it was whenever the little subtitle shows the little cloud symbol for a streaming episode it would the little cloud would flicker by like half a pixel as the animation would go it would go flick 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 flick, flick and it took me three days to figure out. Like, you know, it's somewhere I there was like a value I had to be rounding to avoid partial pixel alignment. And it was it was the biggest pain in the butt. And for the most part, most of my customers wouldn't even be able to see it or wouldn't even be seeing cells that are showing any symbols. So I probably shouldn't have spent three days on it, but I did anyway. And and you spent how long trying to match the system curvature of rounded corners? It was like a day and a half, you know. Oh, right, you're better off <laughs> than like me. That. But it strikes me as this is this is always a, a huge struggle that I have that that I fight and that I often lose trying to maintain the balance of the amount of time I'm putting into something for you know the gain it will get me and and what is what is a responsible amount of time to spend when I'm in a time crunch because you know right now we are in a significant time crunch in this in this WBC lead up you know this is not a time to be. Um, opening up new doors that just lead up like out into the weeds i know this is a bunch of mixed metaphors but (laughs) like this is not a good time to like start like you know opening up cans of worms and and spending huge amounts of time on tiny details necessarily but sometimes you got to do that like just for your own satisfaction like i would feel crappy if i shipped this app knowing that there was this little tiny animation flicker every time you tap this icon because that to me says this app is sloppily made, or the person building this wasn't paying attention. Even though many times things are shipped for you know much better reasons than that. Like, yeah, the person did notice, but their boss wouldn't let them fix it because it would take two weeks, or you know, whatever the case may be. So I'm I'm I think I want to talk about this week kind of this this balance of like doing this kind of polishing work, getting these little details right, even if it takes you a huge amount of time, and, and when is that worth it, and when is it maybe not the best idea? And I think this is just like
1: fundamental, that it's like the, fundamentally, des- like the process of design is finding this line, is making these trade-offs between things be like what level of polish, sort of the, how many levels of detail are you going to polish your app to? How, many places are you going to try and just make it perfect where are you going to spend that effort to optimize something where are you going to abandon a behavior if you can't get it quite right that's like a a path that increasingly i find myself sort of having in the back of my mind it's like is this is getting this feature perfect worth the effort it would take or is there a better way to do this to structure it and especially i find with swift ui work that i'm doing i'm much more often and find myself now being like huh this is being really weird in SwiftUI. I don't know why. Something I'm doing just is, isn't animating correctly or isn't looking right. Um, is there a different way that I can do this? Which in some ways is a cop-out. In some ways is just like this pragmatic thing of I don't want to fight the tools for two days or two weeks or however long it would take. And so I'm just saying, you know what, I'm just going to restructure things, which works sometimes. It's kind of like I've I'm not very great with my grammar and in my writing and sometimes i'll have these you know sections where it's like i am sure there's some way, i'm sure i'm supposed to use a semicolon but i've never know when it's the right time to use a semicolon and so you know what i'll just do i'll just rewrite the paragraph so it would just like wouldn't be appropriate <laughs> uh,
0: for, by the way for the record honestly that is usually the right call for things like semicolons it's like sure if there's a better way to write this sentence where you don't need these kind of crutches that can harm legibility uh you know you're better off not using them and and just rewriting the sentence
1: (laughs) and i think that's exactly like the same thing in design so often is the case right it's the sense that it's like in in order if i need to do all of this really clever clever like you know fancy work in order to make it happen and to make it like a good ui is this the best UI? Is this like... Am am I going down a route where I'm creating something that is going to be brittle and fragile and confusing because it's trying to be clever? And like that's this tension that I just always feel. And it's this, you know, it's at the same time, it's also very rewarding work. Like on the the, the balancing side, the reason I think you and I continue to do this kind of thing where we take a take a UI and just kind of want to push it in an, you know in, in in a in a difficult direction that requires effort. It's because when you get it right, when you do hit that magic where it actually works and is smooth and fluid and, you know, like delightful and surprising in the good way, not in the bad way, like that's a wonderful feeling and it's really cool. And so you don't want to just like completely give up, but it's, yeah, it's, it's such this, this trap. And I feel like especially, um, I mean, I can't, can't speak for people who are coming into the Apple. Developer community now, but you know, I think in the time period where you and I came into into it, it was very much a community that loved kind of like lauding this kind of work. That would say, with, with, "This is like the the ultimate goal of being a good Apple developer, being Apple good designer is all of these kind of you know the insane attention to detail going way beyond what you need to do just because it's beautiful or cool, and it's very easy if you do this kind of work to you know get. The like likes on Mastodon or whatever, being like, "Yeah, you you're doing it. That's great," but just you know, doing this work for that reason because it's easy to get kind of accolades or, um, you know, sort of have you have people like you in the community is not a great reason to do it. It's probably a better reason to do it if it's really going to enhance the user's experience, not just you know, free for your own uh, benefit in that way. And so, I find it's such a tension though that there's it's this never-ending battle between the straightforward and the. You know, it's it's like this. This there's that next level, and it's unfortunately it isn't one of these things where very often that next level is. You know, comment the the resulting Im- improvement in your users' experience is not proportional in any way to the amount of time it takes. You know, it is very much the situation that you'll put in this this very you know tiny detail will take. Huge amounts of time. And you could have, you know, built a – maybe you could have built a whole feature or, a you know, a mini feature into the application that would have enhanced the user's experience way more than making this one line look just perfect when it sweeps around a corner. Like, that. that gets really hard. But – and it's also, like, I think something that I run into a lot with my own apps is that sense of, you know, it's like I want – I wanna make them I wanna make them good, not just for my users, but there is an element of like this is there's a a pride in the craftsmanship part of it. And you know, with my vision quest in understanding the way uh like Apple curves its lines is largely to was I, didn't even, I was doing that not even for an, for an app that I intend to ship right now it's it was just like for my own education and my own ability to be a better developer and like that work is very important but if i do too much of that and just like i'm a better developer who isn't shipping anything and that's bad too so like yeah it's a it's like there it's one of these unfortunate topics where there's no right answer there's just a maybe a sense of getting better at finding that line and drawing that distinction over time and being comfortable that sometimes I've shipped things that were not perfect and I'm comfortable with that and sometimes I've shipped things that are overly perfect and no one ever noticed except for me and that's also totally fine.
0: A few years ago I started referring I think on this show I started referring to you know, like that super, you know, awesome design work that maybe is not worth your time but but you know you do it for your satisfaction. I started referring to it as indulging in this kind of in in, in design like this is indulgent design work because that i think that's a good way to think about it like you are indulging in this for yourself like it's mostly for your own satisfaction and there is value there for sure but you know but don't tell yourself that you really need to necessarily do it um, and or that your customers will benefit from it as much proportionally as the time you're spending like (laughs) i I was looking as i was fighting my stupid you know um, cell expansion animation bug I, I was considering all options. I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to be good and not dive into tons of hacks. Because at this point, it, part of the journey of trying to find this bug what included basically rewriting VStack <laughs> using the new SwiftUI custom layout uh, mechanics. <laughs> I basically tried to rewrite VStack because when I wrote a really simple VStack, the bug didn't happen and so then it's like all right now i got to tweak to get all this behavior right now you know when the text doesn't fit shrink the views proportionally with their with their priorities like i had written all this stuff and (laughs) and it was it was not going well um and and eventually and the fix ended up not needing all that thank goodness and it ended up like i didn't have to use any of that i ripped it all back out went back to vstack and just you know hit like a round uh rounded a value of like in one of the animation parameters and that was it but you know during all that time i was i i decided let me look around like you know I, i was really i was really in the dark i was in a dark place and i was like do i really even need to do this in an animated way or is there some other way i could present these buttons let me see what other podcast apps do you know i i keep i keep like 10 or 15 podcast apps installed on my phone so i can occasionally refer to them usually with the with the goal of like I'm doing a new thing and I don't want to just rip off some other app directly. I want to like have I want to make sure my take on it is, you know, as as original as it can be. So usually I go to the other apps just to make sure I'm not ripping them off. In this case, I was going to the app apps to see like what how do they solve this problem? And I, without naming names, look, there's a lot of really good podcast apps out there that are, that are nicely designed. There's a lot that aren't. And, and the the ones that that are really nicely designed aren't necessarily like the really the really high market share ones. And so I was when I was going through the ones and seeing like which ones have you know comparable or better market share to Overcast, I was shocked how. Really basic and sloppy the UIs were in in a lot of cases, and I was trying to see. I was trying to compare to to what they do, so I could you know maybe you know maybe ha- have a solution arrive in my mind of like oh wait they you know their animation is timed differently or they don't animate this stage but they anim- they animate this stage like that's kind of what I was looking for, and instead what I found was a whole bunch of apps that didn't waste any time on this at all, and instead. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of hacked crap together with you know no animation you know no fancy tools like it it was it was interesting to see you know in the sense and, and I'm not saying this to brag uh, because you know obviously my my design work is not perfect and there's tons of tons of areas for improvement but I'm saying this to, that like these apps some some of which had more market share than I do uh, they didn't spend all their time doing that and yet they still have pretty good market share and so it kind of showed. Maybe this is not a good use of my time like i maybe I shouldn't be you know like what you were saying like kind of the the community that 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 we see ourselves as part of maybe I shouldn't be trying so hard to please that community, but on the other hand, I want to i want to please that community like and and that's that's the tension I would love to someday win an a d a that is in my opinion, that is the highest honor Apple can bestow on a developer is an apple design award i've never won one i've never even as far as i know been under consideration for one because frankly my design work isn't good enough for one and over time i hope to make it good enough for one but i know i'm not there yet and someday i would love to be there and that would be such an honor and yet if you look at you know the actual market value of that what you know what would that do to my app sales nothing basically like it's not it's not a, a a meaningful thing like there's a small amount of PR you know when they announce it at WWDC or whatever but it's not that's not a massive thing for your business it's basically nothing you're basically doing it for your own honor and satisfaction and I think there is a place for that and that's what makes this so tricky is that sometimes you do need to you know make the back of the cabinet nice sometimes you do need to actually you know make things for your own satisfaction or make things good for your own satisfaction like when I designed Voice Boost 2, Voice you know, Voice Boost in Overcast is a button. That's it. It's one button. It's on or off. The actual Voice Boost system, the actual code, is basically a channel strip. Like if you've ever seen in an audio editor, you've ever seen a channel strip, it's it's like it's this, this stack of effects that you can apply to a track. And you can move them around in anywhere you want. You can adjust all their parameters, you can have different stages in and out voice boost 2 i built all that that is actually a channel strip effectively this pipeline that you can stack all these different modules you can control the different parameters and the way i actually shipped it to my customers is just one preset well two technically there's a different one when you're using the phone speaker otherwise so two presets (laughs) and it could be doing so much more and i built it to do so much more but i just haven't yet had like the the time or the ability to put that in the ui yet and so on some level, you can say this entire thing was wasted, <laughs> or at least much of this capability was wasted. I could have made it so much simpler and spent less time on it, but I I wanted to do it for my own satisfaction and for you know, and maybe in the future, you know, I can expose some of these features if I if I ever get around to making the UI for it. First, I have to rewrite the entire UI of the app. Uh, but once I <laughs> once I get there, <laughs> sure. Um, but you know, that I did that work for me mostly. That was mostly indulgent work for me and i think as long as you're not like losing too much of your time to it like as long as you're still able to ship your software i don't necessarily think it's that that you can never do indulgent you know over-the-top design or engineering work it just has to be in balance we are brought to you this episode by indeed what's a game where no one wins the waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with just the right skills, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to U.S. Indeed data. U.S.'s Indeed's hiring platform really is great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined according to Talent Nest 2019 join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com undertheradar. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash undertheradar. That's I N dot slash undertheradar. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of this show and Relay FM,
1: yeah, and I think there is definitely something in this that of being aware of why you're doing this kind of work and being like honest and reasonable with yourself about it. In the sense that this kind of work, or just in general, like really good design, I think it's easy to if you're you know if you've been in ba- bathing in the apple the Developer community for a long time, you would potentially come away with the impression that good design is what makes products successful. Like that is a statement that you might start to believe that it is the design of the thing that will lead to its success and define its success. And if that was, if that were true, the level of design detail and the level of craftsmanship that you express in your work is the like number one thing that you can do to influence the success of your business like that is a reasonable thing that you could believe as a result having been doing this for 15 years i'm quite confident that that is not at all true <laughs> <Yeah>. that the <laughs> it's like a good enough design is probably an important prerequisite in terms of to be able to have a successful product it needs to work it needs to be you know cl- understandable and do a reasonable job in terms of making sure people can understand how to use it but beyond that that is, you know, the, the, beyond that extra work is serving a different purpose, is communicating something either to your customer, communicating something to your community of people you care about, communicate something to, I don't even know, like to app review or to the uh, Apple App Store editorial team, whatever it is. Like it is a different thing that you are trying to communicate that is valuable potentially. And I think in terms, like you and I both, intrinsically, we value this as something that we find important and we find enjoy, you know, joy and sort of pleasure in creating. But I think increasingly, it's the importance of understanding that that work. Is not going to come back to you likely in terms of the general success, number of downloads, number of referrals, word of mouth, all those kinds of things. That is not likely a connection that it is, you know, it is useful in some ways, but it is separate from the success of your app. Like the success of your app is going to have far more to do with something that solves a problem that people really have in a way that is clear and understandable. And you have some mechanism by which you can acquire new customers on a reliable basis. Um, like, if you have those things, that's much more, those are like the 99% of your, su- the success of your app, whether it gets traction, whether it has staying power, whether you'll be able to get people to convert to subscriptions, or, you know, show ads, whatever it is, like, all of those things are far more based on those kind of factors. And the design of the app is just like, as long as it's good, as long as it's good enough, as long as it's kind of like it works in a reasonable way, it's fine. And, you, and you, I think you can prove this if you just go into the app store, look at popular apps, It is not that they are this kind of this very you know whimsical, detailed you know groundbreaking design with lots of fluid animations and you you know these things that would have been, you know that that when you see you're like wow that's amazing it's you know groundbreaking it's like no it's like it's more stock UI you know wrapped up in in you know solving a clever problem in a clever way
0: (laughs) it's stock UI if you're lucky (laughs) or it's yeah it
1: could be you know or it's you know. Uh, you know, React Native or like some kind of cross platform. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like here. This is basically a web view.
1: (laughs) And it's like, that's good enough. And that that can be good enough. And I think that's like an important thing to be honest with yourself about that. I do think like I used to think that there was a a direct connection between the quality of my design and the likelihood of my success. I do not believe that is the case anymore. I think they are related vaguely, but it's like in the, in the coefficients of correlation factor or whatever, it's like, it is the, it is a very small coefficient that is, you know, maybe slightly there to, to be useful, but primarily that's not that is not a reason to do this kind of work do this work because you enjoy it do this kind of work because you think it's fun it's interesting because it enhances your ability to think it you know it lets you solve interesting problems in a way that keeps you excited like I've been doing this job for 15 years like I need to find interesting thing problems to solve and not just you know find better ways to keep counting people's steps or making their widgets like I would find that very tedious and find it hard to continue to want to do do my job on a day-to-day basis and so I invent these little problems I indulge in that work Work and that's fine, and that's you know a strategy that I'm using to enjoy my work and hopefully you know enhance the experience of some of my users. But you know I used to sort of deceive myself that this was also furthering the products themselves, and I don't think I have that same feeling anymore. That it's it's in it's valuable, but not in actually moving my you know biz, my business forward in that way.
0: Yeah, I think maybe maybe there is that kind of that, that, that distinction to draw between like something that you're doing like as a labor of love versus as a business. And you can have some overlap between those two categories. Like some of the things like you you can put some labor of love style of effort into your business. um, But for the most part, those are those are kind of separate motivations. You know, it's like if you actually look at real life, you know, physical businesses, if you look at, you know, if you walk into a store, you can kind of tell like sometimes the store owner, this is they've made this their entire life, and they've put tons of craft and care and polish into every aspect of the store. Oftentimes, those are not very good businesses. And then, if you go into successful businesses, oftentimes a lot of those you know polished edges aren't there. A, a lot of the detail isn't there, but they do good business, and and they're they, you know they they are more focused. There, those are those are I think two different. Goals and two different motivators, and if you can manage to do both, if you can manage, if you can manage to succeed in both, that's great. But if you obsess too much over the craft and spend too much time over the craft and polish angles, oftentimes that's going to come at the expense of the business. And so, look if if you are doing something on the side and you have a job already, or you have some other way that you that you're covered, you know, financially, and you don't really need your apps to be great businesses. Then you can indulge in all this stuff, and you can do, and that's great. It's like somebody who does, like you know, fancy woodworking in the, in their evenings and weekends. When you know, when they, after they come home from their insurance job, like there's lots of people who have cool hobbies like that, and they can put tons of craft into that. But that's not their business. Meanwhile, if you know, in your business, you have different competing priorities, and if you are too obsessed over the curvature of a corner to ship something, then that's going to be a problem for you. But If you are shipping things enough to keep the business going and you can take some time here and there to polish that corner, great. Go for it. You know, but it's, again, it's all about like, it's keeping things in balance. I mean, this is true of so many things in, in life and in app development, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like a little bit, a little bit of something is good. Too much is bad. You know, a little bit of time spent polishing your app is great. You know, ultimately when I was, when I was having my, my animation glitch journey on my, on my cell expansion, as I was diving deeper and deeper into making my own VStack to try to avoid the problem, I was getting more and more discouraged, thinking, I really don't... Like, I don't want to have my app be this, com- this complicated mess. Like, this. I, I don't want to have my own layout. I don't want to remake VStack. I want to just use VStack and ma- and figure out how to make that work. <laughs> because I don't want to have to ship this and be responsible for it and deal with all the w- all the weird ways it's going to be different or have shortcomings compared to the system component. And so, ultimately... I'm glad that worked out in a way like I went on a journey of pointlessly polishing a rock but then eventually I came back and realized oh I thank god I don't need to do that you know and the more ways I think we can like exploring is fine on your way to finding a bug but then being able to tear all that crap out afterwards feels really good and so ultimately what I've learned is I I want to I want to prefer you know, you know, like if you look at Overcast now, the, the shipping version, I have like my big custom transition to bring the now playing screen up and down. That's gone in my new version because that took so much work and introduces so much complexity. And yeah, it's nice and fancy, but it is ridiculous in terms of what it took to do it and and how limiting it has been on the rest of my work in terms of like what i can do to that now playing screen how i can modify it what i can add to it it's really tricky to do anything to it because uh, because it'll break something about that transition and so it that's held me back so in the new version i'm like you know what i'm not going to be that polished in that one area i'm going to just have a slide up card transition the same like what everyone else does with everything else i'm just going to have a slide up card because that took no effort and it gives me maximum flexibility on how that screen is designed, what's in it, how it works, et cetera. And and that I think using I, I was out of balance before. I was I was preferring all the superficial little details. I, I was trying to make something nice for the community of of people who appreciate that and who who handcraft all these pixels. Uh, but also I'm one of the only members of that community who's self-employed and so i think you know i have a different balance of my needs here and so i i was i was very very happy in my in my new design to give that up and say you know what instead of doing all that i'm going to be better served overall by keeping this component simple and making something that's 80% as nice looking with 1% of the effort and that will leave me open in the future to you know, easier bug fixes and more versatility and the ability to change things over time much more easily. Yeah.
1: And I think it's feel like so often when I get to this point in the show where it's talking about coming up with kind of a conclusion or a thought, and it's like so often the conclusion is basically go into your work clear eyed about what it is you're trying to do. Don't trick yourself or sort of lie to yourself that what you're doing is something it isn't. And in this case, it's like understand that awesome design and, you know, minuscule detail, really polishing things out is cool, is awesome. You and I both enjoy it, it's fabulous. But understand what it is that it is an exercise that isn't about necessarily enhancing the business of your app it's about enhancing your skills as a developer which is important but you know is is one is one aspect of you and it's a way to kind of just explore and have fun but it's don't think that it you know that it's essential to the success of your app or that even is necessarily correlated with the success of your app that ultimately if you have if you have a limited amount of time spend it on the things that are going to have those big returns that are going to move the core features of your app better to make it more reliable you know it's much it's having a great experience is much more about does the app crash is it you know, have weird issues or doesn't work on old phones or all those kinds of things that can get in your way. Focus your effort on those kind of things. And if you have extra time and you want to spend it polishing it and, you know, working out how to do cool animations or make lines curve in special ways, awesome. We enjoy that. We're here for that. But, you know, know what it is what you're doing when you do it.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm going to talk to you in two weeks. Bye.